For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Minute 35 to go here in the third period. Gaines trail 2-1. Natchez down the football. They score! Vincent Trocek buries it. Natchez turns on the Jets. Leaves it for Ajo. Ajo to Natchez. He scores! What a beauty! Marty Natchez, his second overtime goal of the season, gives the Canes a 3-2 win. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Call the authorities in South Florida because the Carolina Hurricanes just stole two points from the Florida Panthers. They win it 3-2 in overtime. I'm guessing that every game between these two teams is destined for extra time, and the Hurricanes came out on the, I can't even say the right end, on the good end of a 3-2 win because they were awful in the third period. They were frankly awful in the last 30 minutes of this game. So bad they they did not deserve a single point out of this game. Uh, although Alex Nedeljkovic absolutely did. Uh, a lot a lot of, we're going to try and cover here in a uh, short period of time, I guess, 30 or so minutes. Alec Campbell will join us uh, after the break. Uh, and a reminder that we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Uh, whether it's uh, siding or roofing or windows or entry doors or storm doors, gutter helmets, they've got it all. Go online, aluminumcompany.com. You can get a free no-obligation estimate right there. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. Customer service is their thing. Uh, All right, speaking of customer service, the Hurricanes sure were generous to the Florida Panthers tonight. I'm going to read you a couple of numbers uh, that come. And, you know, advanced stats are sort of in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But let me just point out, the entire third period was played at five-on-five. And in the third period, Florida had 28 shot attempts to Carolina's nine. They had 23 shots on goal to Carolina's five. They had 18 scoring chances to Carolina's two. And of those 18 scoring chances, 11 were high danger. Carolina had none. I'm, I actually don't even remember Carolina having a scoring chance in the third period. They had the puck so little. Uh, and Florida did score two goals. But when Vincent Trocek found the back of the net with the net empty, uh, Carolina had somehow gotten this to overtime. Uh, and then it's stealing. And it's absolutely stealing when Ajo hits Natchez. You heard the goal. Uh, but before we get to the recap, I think it's worth pointing out that Alex Nedeljkovic did like three nights worth of work. 
Carolina attempts to clear. Can't. Trocek gets a stick to it. Cannot clear it out. Ekblad has it. He goes to pick the corner. And Alex Nedeljkovic. He heaves the leather. And a huge save for Alex Nedeljkovic there. Stopping Aaron Ekblad. Chari into the Canes end. Lays it off for Lusterinen. Lusterinen tries to center one. Does. And Nedeljkovic robs Marchment. Big save for Nedeljkovic. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll probably play him again in the... Uh... Uh, when we get to the recap, but holy cow, Carolina was bad in the third period. Uh, they were bad for most of the second period, too, certainly after that second power play Carolina got when uh, when there was a couple of turnovers, puck management was bad, uh, and uh, Florida ended up negating the end of Carolina's power play when Jesper Foss took a penalty. Not sure it was really a penalty, but uh, you, got, you just have to call it. Uh, because uh, Foss, who made a good defensive play, I thought, uh, did, you know, he, he foiled a scoring chance. In that case, uh, there are three bodies there, and uh, Barkov was taken down. So, uh, although, again, I thought Barkov probably fell more than was tripped, but he sort of fell because Faust was tangling with him. So, I'm really not upset with the call. I was more upset with the way Carolina managed the puck on their third power play of the game. The first two power plays were great. Uh, the first one they scored on. We'll talk about that when we get to the recap. And the second one they could have scored on. In fact, Brett Pesci could have had three goals tonight. Uh, although, you could, you can't get two goals on the same power play. So, uh, he might have, he had, certainly had an opportunity to score for the second time on a power play. Uh, but Alex Nedeljkovic was the story of this game. He was my first star. Um, my my third star was, I'm trying to remember, was it uh, Pesci? Or Tro, Trocek was my third star. Brett Pesci was my second star. And Alex Nedeljkovic was my first star. Uh, Trocek with the goal that tied the game up in the third period late. Pesci was... I think Carolina's best player again. Uh, we're, we're saying this a lot, right? Uh, Pesci, who, who was on the ice for, I believe, the first Florida goal. Uh, but that to me, that was just hard work by Florida and indicative of what the entire period was. Uh, and I think uh, Brett was probably, uh, I don't know, burdened with his uh, playing partner tonight a little bit. Wasn't a great night, I didn't think, for Brady Shea. Uh, it also wasn't uh, wasn't a great night for Dougie Hamilton. Jacob Slavin had to deal with that, and I thought Slavin was very good. Uh, Carolina right now uh, has two defensemen really going well on the defensive side of things. Uh, Jake Bean was on the ice for the goal that gave Florida the 2-1 lead, uh, and he had trouble with the puck. He had trouble with the puck on the power play as well, uh, that third power play that uh, ultimately, I think, turned the game in Florida's favor. I thought Carolina was okay to that point in the second period. They certainly weren't great, but from that point on, Florida was all over Carolina. Honestly, it was if it was, wasn't for Alex Nedeljkovic, this game could have gotten out of hand because I thought he was excellent. I thought both goalies were excellent. I thought Chris Drieger for Florida was also tremendous. Um, but as we see, for the most part, in uh, every goal that Carolina has scored in regulation in this series, uh, a net front presence has been you know, a an overriding factor, maybe the reason why those goals were scored. There's one thing I do, uh, or a couple of things I want to talk about real quick before we get to the recap. And this, to me, was becoming apparent in the second period. Florida, and you're going to you're going to see this the rest of the year. 
from teams who are capable of doing it. Florida has decided that the way to play the Carolina Hurricanes is to be physical. And they're right, because Carolina is not a team that is going to throw bodies around. Uh, now, they have players who can do that, and uh, Warren Fogle and Andrei Svechnikov and Jordan Stahl and some other guys are going to throw their bodies around, and Faust and Paquette and Martinuk. Uh, but for the most part, it's not a team that is going to be physical and initiate that physicality. And I thought Florida wore Carolina down. It was just like a boxing match when you throw in body blow after body blow after body blow. Ultimately, those shots take your legs away. And Carolina was slow in the third period. Uh, it was not a great game for Sebastian Ajo. Uh, I thought it was a really good start for Sebastian Ajo, but the last two periods were not good. And in the third period, Ajo was playing with what amounts to a third line or on what amounts to a third line with McGinn and Fogle. I actually thought Fogle was okay tonight. I like I kind of liked Warren Fogle's game tonight. I thought he was noticeable. Uh, but Ajo kind of waned in the uh, second and third periods. Uh, the the tro- I don't even know what the lines ended up being uh, at the end of the game. Uh, but Trocek, I thought, was very good. I thought he was Carolina's best center tonight. Jordan Stahl was good. Not great, but good. Um but honestly, uh, they need more out of Sebastian Ajo than he gave them the last 30 minutes of that game. Uh, I'm not sure anybody was really great tonight among the forwards. I think they had some guys who played well, but I don't think anybody that stood out like, oh, yeah, that guy was awesome. Uh, best player, uh, Trocek, I thought was very good. He was probably, again, I said as I said a second ago, their best forward, Brett Pesci, their best, uh, maybe their, their best skater by a lot. Uh, and Alex Nedeljkovic, to me, the best player tonight, and it's a good thing uh, that he he was on because uh, Florida had a thousand shots on goal, forty six shots for Florida in the game. So what what is that? Forty four saves for Alex Nedeljkovic. Look, I know everybody wants to say, is he the number two now? I don't know. I still think that push comes to shove. Rod Brindamore is going to trust James Reimer over Alex Nedeljkovic, but there's time. Now, Reimer will play in Nashville, and when Peter Morazzi comes back, and my guess is that would be in uh, on Thursday at home against Detroit, when, uh, when that's the case, I assume that'll be Morazic. We'll see what Rod does, uh, but Ned, at the very least, is on the taxi squad, and he can play. So, it, it, it will definitely be interesting to see who the next goalie is after Morazic. Remember this. They play Thursday. They don't have a game until Sunday. If Morazic plays well Thursday, maybe even if he doesn't, I think you'll see Peter again on Sunday. So, I don't know. I don't know. But, man, the, uh, the last three games that Alex Ndelkovic has played, they've all been very good. So, and this one, obviously his best, much better than the shutout. And the shutout, obviously, is very cool, especially since it came against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But the physicality was apparent, and that's what led to everything we saw in the third period. I thought Florida just wore Carolina out. And then you get, when it gets to the uh, the skill part of the game, when you get to three-on-three, three, uh, 
Aho finds Natchez after they kind of uh, switch spots. Natchez carries the puck in on the left, dishes it to Aho. Aho comes around, feeds Natchez behind uh, Anton Strauman, who I thought made a poor play. Uh, needed to be with Natchez the whole time. It looked like he stopped skating just for a second, and that was enough. Uh, but uh, Carolina really survived overtime, too. Uh, didn't have possession early, had it a little bit, but didn't do anything with it. And uh, then Florida comes in, uh, and Andrei Svechnikov for, oh, I don't know, 40 seconds or so, didn't have a stick. So it's really a three-on-two. Uh, and Florida didn't really get a great shot on goal. Um, so they did get a shot, but it wasn't an awesome one. Uh, and uh, Carolina ends up winning it on the Ajo to Natchez pass. So at least Ajo gets the assist on the uh, Martin Natchez goal. If I'm not mistaken, Natchez has, is that his third goal on the season? If that is, two of his three goals have come in overtime. Uh, and then, of course, he has the shootout winner. Yeah, third goal of the season, uh, 12th assist for Ajo. Dougie Hamilton gets the other assist. Uh, and uh, But Natchez, two of his three goals have come in, <laughs> in overtime. It is an amazing, amazing thing. Brett Pesci's offensive game is way, way better. I remember talking to Brett uh, through a few years ago, and this is, uh, I think, Bill Peters was still the head coach at the time, and I had asked him uh, what he was, uh, what he worked on in the offseason, uh, and Brett said, I'm working on my shot. I am working. That's the thing I have to get better. Uh, and I don't know if it took this long. I don't know if it's just... You know, he is now thinking the game better as an offensive player because Brett is a really, really smart defensive player. Uh, but Brett Pesci gets pucks through, uh, he, and his timing has become really, really good. Again, uh, I don't think he's got the hardest shot in the world, uh, but you don't have to if you can place it, and you don't have to if you can get it off fast. Uh, and Pesci with the one-timer, uh, from the top of the left circle, and we'll talk about that when we get to the recap. So uh, Pesci uh, has played great all year long, and now the offense is coming through. Uh, so I believe he's got three goals and 12 assists this year, 13 points on the season. Martin Natchez, by the way, with a couple of uh, points and an assist. Uh, actually, three points. He had uh, assist on the uh, Pesci goal and the Trocek goal. So uh, Marty Natchez with a uh, three-point night, a goal and two assists. Uh, and he's got uh, 11 assists on the season, so he's up to 14 points. This is more of the Martin Natchez I thought we'd see all year long. The goals will come. The rest of his game is also really rounding uh, into shape. Uh, but it was a great night for Pesci. Um, the, the Nino Niederreiter passed to Trocek in front uh, with, the, uh, with Carolina's net empty with the six-on-five. Uh, just super pass uh, and a great one-timer. You have to wonder how uh, Trocek was so alone in the slot, uh, but we have talked before about Florida. They're going to give you plenty of chances. Now, they didn't give Carolina plenty of chances tonight, but ultimately, this is what Florida is. Uh, they are a high-risk, high-risk uh, high team on both ends of the, uh, both ends of the ice, uh, and they gave Carolina that chance. Uh, and Carolina made him pay, and we got to overtime, and Carolina won it because apparently this is what Carolina does in overtime. Their third overtime, uh, or actually second overtime winner, uh, and they've got four overtime, four shootout wins. So six of their 14 wins have come after 
regulation, which is great, but it's also not good. You'd rather win these games in regulation. Not only don't you give points to the other team and everything is in division, but also the tiebreaker for uh, regulation wins, Carolina's behind everybody uh, in that regard. And who knows, if it comes down to tiebreakers, you would hate to finish third or even fourth because of regulation wins, a lack of regulation wins. All right, let's get to the recap. Then we will talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. Carolina uh, was, I thought, very good in the first period. Wasn't quite as good as they were uh, in the first period uh, on um, what I don't even remember the day anymore. Uh, the last time out against Florida, Saturday. Uh, but still, they got a power play. And uh, Brett Pesci, or should I say Alex Oveshi, yeah, get it? Came through. Fost, back tenacious to the top of the key for Bean. Over to Pesci, they score! On the power play, Brett Pesci rips it home, and the Canes take a 1-0 lead. Alex Ovechkin has made a career living at the top of the left faceoff circle on the power play. Uh, we've also seen Patrick Lyonet there. Uh, you know, that's where you go, right? Uh, and Brett Pesci was there, and Pesci just, I just got the dish from Bean and just let fly. Uh, great goal, Jesper Faust in front. All of Carolina's goals, other than the Trocheck goal uh, right before the, uh, you know, with the extra attacker, all of Carolina's goals uh, in regulation the last two games have come with a great net front presence. Jesper Faust gets credit for that, even though he doesn't get an assist on the goal. Uh, and then there was nothing really going in the second period other than the goaltender. Carolina attempts to clear. Can't. Trocek gets a stick to it. Cannot clear it out. Ekblad has it. He goes to pick the corner. And Alex Nedeljkovic. He hangs the leather. And a huge save for Alex Nedeljkovic there. Stopping Aaron Ekblad. Achari into the Canes end. Lays it off for Lusterainen. Lusterainen tries to center one. Does. And Nedeljkovic robs Marchment. Big save for Nedeljkovic. Uh, Alex was great. He was great in the second period. He was great in the third period. Heck, he was great in the first period, too. Uh, in the third at 440, Frank Vetrano in a hard-working goal with, from Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhage makes it 1-1. Uh, and honestly, we went to the third period much like we went to the third period on Saturday night. Carolina with a one nothing lead, only this time... Carolina did not extend to 2-0. Well, they didn't really have the puck in the period. Uh, once once Florida got even, I mean, it was like skating downhill. They spent the entire period, it seemed, in front of Alex Nedeljkovic. It took a while, uh, but A2 Listerinen, remember him? Uh, he finally made the Hurricanes pay. Listerinen gets to it. He sends it behind the Canes that Marchman back to loose arena. Rap chance, second chance, third chance, they score. Alex Nedeljkovic made three saves. Then loose arena pops the backhand over the Canes netminder. The Panthers have a 2 1 lead. Yeah, Jake Bean had a chance uh, behind the net to play the puck and maybe, maybe get it out of the zone, certainly get it away from the goal. Uh, and he kind of uh, whiffed on it. But I, look, he, he's not alone. I'm not blaming Jake Bean. Uh, he had a chance just like Brady, Ch- Brady Shea uh, had a chance to get the puck away, and it was stolen by, uh, by I think, Vitrano at one point. 
Um, Dougie Hamilton gave the puck away in his own end a couple of times in the third period. Uh, it was really bad puck management in the third period. Uh, the defenders were, it's easy to signal them out, single them out, but uh, the truth is I don't know that anybody was great defensively in the third period, at least uh, other than uh, 22 and 74. So it's 2-1, and it just seemed inevitable because Florida was so much better than Carolina. Uh, and then... Minute 35 to go here in the third period. Gaines trail, 2-1. Natchez down the football, they score! Vincent Trocek buries it. And for Trocek, his 11th of the year. Well, his second third period tying goal against his former team. The empty net, Brindamore goes to it early, and Niederreiter makes a heck of a play. Positioned himself below the goal line to face the I.M. Mean, he knew he was going to the front of the net before he even got that puck. He was looking down at the puck just to make sure it was a flat feed. Somehow, this game makes it to overtime. I don't know how it did, but somehow, this game got to overtime. Because frankly, Carolina didn't deserve a point out of this. They were so dominated in the third period, they didn't deserve a point. And then, don't you know, they get two. Natchez turns on the Jets, leaves it for Ajo. Ajo to Natchez, he scores! What a beauty! Marty Natchez, his second overtime goal of the season, gives the Canes a 3-2 win. Incredible stuff. Uh, The ending was a, a borderline miracle. The fact that Carolina gets two points out of this one, uh, they should run to the airport and get to Nashville, which is probably what they did anyway. Uh, so as a result, Carolina uh, picks up a win. <laughs> they they get the two points. They pull even with Florida uh, for second place. In, oh, no, I'm sorry. They pull even with Tampa for second place in the division uh, as Florida gets another loser point. So Florida's got 30 points, Carolina and Tampa each with 29. Alex Nedeljkovic makes 44 saves uh, and gets a win. Another win is, uh, what, his second win in his last three starts, but he was outstanding tonight. We'll take a short break. We will come back on the other side. Alec Campbell will join us, and we will continue discussing what really was theft in the highest regard here on the Canes Corner Podcast. My friend Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network, and my friend Noon to Three, Monday through Friday. You're my friend uh, outside of those three hours as well. I'm sipping hot cocoa because if I didn't, I would just be chuckling that Carolina won uh, won this game and got two points. They probably didn't deserve any points, although Alex Nedeljkovic deserved five points. Well... I mean, the Hurricanes know where they succeed best, and that's in overtime situations. <laughs> so they were just trying to get themselves to overtime where they could get the extra point, even though it means giving Florida an extra point too. But, yes, that was about as thoroughly dominated in one period as I've seen them in a long time. I mean, I don't, I don't really remember seeing them be just absolutely – smoked in the way they were. I mean, uh, they, uh, natural statric had, had the high danger chances in the third period at 11 to zero for Florida (laughs) in the third, the shots on goal were 23, five. 
Yeah. That doesn't even take into consideration the shot attempts, which I don't I don't even pay attention to. I just wait for you to do the math. Twenty eight for nine. me. It was twenty eight nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Carolina was just largely um non existent besides Nadelkovich. Um they had very much trouble passing the puck, Ugh. getting out of their own zone. Yeah. There were some boneheaded plays, Dougie. <laughs> Um, uh, there, there just was, uh, not a lot of great hockey and man, I think it, it, to me, honestly, it speaks more to me about who Florida is. I think I Florida think, is very good than anything else. Yeah. Like that's like the fact that they just turn it, they have, I mean, when you look at them, they have a very veteran group. Yep. that knows what they have to do to win and they know when to turn it on and they know how to turn it on. And they were, I mean, physical, uh-huh. they were, uh, aggressive. Yep. Um, they are a, uh, they're kind of a problem. I pointed this out in the second period that it was clear that Florida had decided that the way to play Carolina was to lean on them. Be physical with them, even if it meant taking a penalty or two. Uh, and I think uh, two of the penalties were probably from being physical. I know what, when they went to four-on-four, four, it was a roughing. It was coincidental roughing minors uh, with Svechnikov, and I think it was uh, Uyghur. Uh But that's what Florida was going to do tonight to Carolina, was that they were just going to try and lean on them. We could look at the hit, uh, the hit totals, and Florida had 33 to Carolina's 20. Um but that was their plan. And I think in like like a boxing match where you're throwing body blows, it eventually it takes a toll. And I think that the way Florida had played for two periods against Carolina took its toll in the third. Because uh, that, to me, that was a team that was kind of gassed. Uh, why are they gassed? I don't know. But I think it had a lot to do with the way Florida played. And it was, I pointed this out on Twitter, uh, by far, Carolina's worst period of the year, but I also think that a lot of that was because Florida was so good. Um, and that first goal, I don't fault anybody on that first goal. That was just Florida hard work uh, with Vetrano getting the uh, getting the poke underneath Nedeljkovic. Uh, the other goal, I mean, Jake Bean had a chance behind the net. Uh, Carolina had some opportunities to uh, to clear the zone. They had a hard time getting the puck out. Uh, yeah, Dougie was Dougie was not good tonight. Uh, he looked okay offensively in the first period. I thought he was might uh, might even get one tonight, uh, but he was a mess defensively. I thought Brady Shea was kind of a mess defensively tonight. Uh, but you know, Nadelkovich played great, and then Carolina got just enough from some of their best players like Pesci. I thought Slavin was good. Uh, Trocek played, uh, he was there. I thought he was their best forward tonight. And frankly, I'm not sure it was close because I'm not sure anybody really played all that well among their forward group. Uh, Sebastian Ajo was essentially relegated to a third line in the, uh, in the third period. He did not get a ton of ice time. Uh, Trocek had, I think more than six minutes more on ice than Ajo tonight. Uh, Stahl was, uh, was second in ice time. So, uh, I just think that thanks to Alex Nedeljkovic uh, and the the extra attacker goal, and then, of course, overtime, 
Carolina was pretty lucky to get any points, let alone two. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Uh, I thought Nadelkovich was awesome tonight. Yes. Um, so our first I'm, stars will align. Yes, he was our, He was my first star. Yes. <laughs> he was my first star. We but might, I, I mean, I thought I thought Carolina was pretty competitive in the first and second periods. I liked their first period. Like I did um, also. I mean, I, I thought it was fairly even hockey, to be honest with you, in both both periods. I, I didn't think that Carolina was nef- necessarily super dominant in the first period. They came away with a with the lead, which was good, and they got it on a power play. And Brett Pecci seems like uh, just you know he's he's just he's their best player. Yes, um, he is, and has been and has been all season long. Uh-huh. But his offensive game is. Just stepped up. Uh, he has now 13 points in 21 games. He had 18 points in 61 games last year. Yep. Just to put it in perspective. And second period, I thought they were thought they were pretty good, not great, but competitive. They killed off two huge penalties in the second, and I thought that was the highlight of the second period for them, mm-hmm. including a four-on-three situation. And then the third period was just. A completely different animal, Um, which, you know, also kind of speaks to the nature of the game for me. Like, I'm not sure. Like, there are some games when you just don't have it. You don't have it for three periods. But the fact that you take you, you take two intermissions in a hockey game. Like the game can change so fast. Oh, sure. <laughs> and that's why I don't buy into any of the starting on time stuff. Uh, because you can play a real crap first period, and if you don't give up, you know, three, four goals, you're in the game, and you could come back out and be completely Jekyll and Hyde in the in the second period, you know, and so it's just a, it's a wacky game like that. Yeah. And um, but you know, given the third period, they didn't deserve to win. Nope. <laughs> so the first two periods were good. But the third period, you know, you could look at it and say they don't deserve to win. Yeah, I th- I thought the second period went uh, went south when the uh, when the second power play of the period kind of fizzled out, and uh, who was it? Jesper Faust had to take the penalty uh, when uh, when yeah. Bar- when Barkov stole the puck from Bean and was going in alone. Um, and I'm not even sure it was was an actual penalty. I'm not sure that Faust tripped him, uh, but. His, I mean, he definitely bothered Barkov, and Barkov went down. So the referee's going to call it in that situation. Uh, but still, I, I thought uh, from that point on, Florida controlled the play. And uh, again, you know, we agree, Carolina was uh, was very lucky. So I got this question on Twitter, Alec: Is mm-hmm. Nadelkovich now the second string? <laughs> oh, oh they are man. so they're so done with James Reimer. Uh so I even though it's it's impossible to say because we know Reimer's going to play tomorrow. Although, you know what? If if Rod wanted to come back with Ned after 44 saves and a plane flight, I'd be okay with it because Ned is 20 what? 24? Uh, yeah. So I'm not worried about whether or not Ned can handle uh, handle it physically. Uh but it will answer the question if he did. But I'm almost positive he's going to play Reimer tomorrow. Yes. Uh, so, or by the time some people listen to this today, um, 
But if Mrazek's healthy, Mrazek's going to play against Detroit on Thursday. And they don't play again until Sunday. I mean, chances are, as long as Peter's healthy, he's going to play that game too. We might not know for for a week. I mean, first of all, when's the last time this coaching staff played the goaltender back-to-back nights? I mean, I'm not sure that's ever happened. It's it is a rarity on a, on a back to back. It's a rarity if it has happened. Yeah, especially with travel. There's no chance yeah. <laughs> right. Nedeljkovic is playing tomorrow. So we're talking Zero. about a, 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 at least a week before we find out if Nedeljkovic has supplanted Reimer as the number two goalie. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Ned does look like he is settling in. There's no doubt about that, and he's been the better-looking goaltender, I think, objectively, over the last couple of starts they've both had. Yep. I mean, I just don't – I don't. I think Reimer has run into a rough patch. But I have to admit that I am just annoyed by this just – this knee-jerk uh-huh. type of reaction from sure. people. It I'm, just, I'm with you. E- even if they're right, ultimately, it's just an annoying frame of mind that – Essentially, the next thing is always the better thing. You know, like uh-huh. they, they just can't wait to change things around like this. But then you make a comment about somebody else, maybe who is, you know, not very good, and they don't want to change that person out. <laughs> and so it's like some, somewhere, somehow I don't align with these people. Yeah. But like, I I understand you're always looking for the best guy to play, and I think Ned has been the better player, but I, I'm still lukewarm on what his actual role will become. Right, and and the truth is is that we it doesn't matter what we think, right? Right. Um, right. And Ned has played better than Reimer in his last three starts. In Ned's last three starts, he has allowed four total goals and has made after tonight, 711 saves uh, in the last three games. Um, And Reimer has, I don't think Reimer's been bad, but there have been soft goals. Ned, too, has allowed uh, his share of soft goals, although not in the last few. Uh, And, of course, he has the shutout against Tampa to his credit as well. Um, But when it comes down to it, who is the head coach going to tap on the shoulder and say, you're the guy tonight? Is it going to be Reimer, somebody he's got a little bit of a history with, or is it going to be Ned, who didn't necessarily look like the guy, uh, you know, for much of his time last year, although I, I, I kept pointing to the last start he made in Pittsburgh, which was excellent, uh, and the uh, and the fact that, you know, in his last couple of starts here, he's finally settled in, but early on he obviously didn't look great. Um, so I just think that, my, if I if you held a gun to my head and say who do you think Rod is going to start if it's not Morazic, I would still probably say Reimer, uh, but maybe Ned will get another start or two to kind of uh, change change his mind, or maybe maybe tonight did. Well, I mean, there's 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 something to be said for getting regular playing time, uh-huh, absolutely. Which Ned which Ned has gotten the last few games. He's, you know, there's been a certain, you know, expectation that he knows he's going to play at certain times. And I think that's helpful. Um, not, I mean, physically and mentally. I mean, I, I think that it's, it's underrated 
because, you know, when you're going out and doing the work physically, you think you get tired, but when handled properly, I think it helps you to stay active, you know, physically. Right. Um, so, so I think that that has been good for him, but I just, I feel like the same people who right now are begging for Ned to just go ahead and take that spot are going to be the same people bitching about Ned when he has a bad start. Now they'll so, never, can, they'll, they, they're dug in. They, they think Ned is the guy. Yeah. But well, the, cause there's think, a lot of people that have thought that Ned was the, the, uh, the heir apparent to Cam Ward a long time ago. Uh, and look, the, the the truth of the matter is that there might not be that much separation with any of the three goalies that Carolina has, uh, Mrazek, Reimer, or Ned. We really don't know. We'll you know we'll hopefully we'll piece this out uh, as the season goes on. And I'd love to hope I'd love to know that Mrazek comes back and he looks you know it's not going to be a nine fifty five save percentage guy all year, but uh, I'd love to think that Mrazek comes back and he can be a nine twenty save percentage guy the rest of the year and that's uh that's way above league average this year goal scoring is way up so i mean if you're if you're right around 905 you're probably uh you know among the top half of the league in goal so i like who knows what it's going to be uh but ned was you know i don't know maybe he turned ahead maybe he made rod go okay maybe all right so uh, whip out your stars Okay, so I had, um, I think I gave Natchez the third star with three points on the night. Right. He didn't play a lot in the third period. He was, he sat around for almost eight minutes before he took the shift when they were at six on five. Right. Yeah. Uh, But he had three points in the game, uh, two assists in the game winner, which also is, by the way, Natchez is low-key an OT killer. Two of his three goals in overtime, and he has a shootout winner, too. <laughs> was the shootout winner the other night? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the case. Yeah. yeah. The game against Florida, okay. right. <laughs> yeah. So he's an OT killer. Second star was Brett Pesci. First star was Nadelkovich. Yeah. I had uh, Trocek as my third star. Pesci as the second star. And, uh, yeah. and Ned. I could I could see that. I, I just I feel like I didn't, I didn't notice the Trocek line a whole lot until... He scored. Yeah, I I actually liked Vincent uh, all night. Um, Aho, I thought Aho had a really good first period, and then uh, middle of agreed. the second period, I think he just kind of vanished. And really, in the third period, he was playing with Fogel and Begin on yeah. what amounted to Carolina's third line. I, there's so many games when I go through and I and I want to give Aho a star <laughs> because of like portions of the game where I'm like, oh, he was good here, he was good here. And he really was dangerous in the first period. I mean, he had a couple of good chances, one early that he tried to go backhand and Drieger got it with the pad um, on a great feed from Niederreiter. But then it's like you start going down the list and you're like, yeah, but he was only really great then. Yep. You know, and it's like, it's just sort of disappointing, I guess. I'm a, I don't know. All right, let's... Well- I, I want to I be more... I want to be more of a of a of a stand for Aho, and I'm not. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> like, like I don't know. Man. You just want to fan be, out. You just want to fan I, out. Well, for no, some like I, I, I think he's like I think he's really good. It's just that like 
I don't know, man. I feel like he doesn't deliver on the level that I'm expecting him to deliver. I, I think physicality gets to him. Like I, and I, think, I don't know. I, I was think Florida thinking, was physical with him tonight. I was kind of thinking about it tonight and trying to figure out like what category is Aho in in terms of you know centers, right? And on this team, he might be a first line center, but he might be a second line center on a lot of other teams. He might be. It's possible. It's possible. Like, look, he's like he's not he a, he's he's not a like Nathan it, McKinnon, right? He's not McKinnon. He's like if if McKinnon and Connor McDavid are great, right? And Sidney Crosby, you know, in his heyday, and maybe even still today, still I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, if those guys are great, I mean, Aho is not even close to them. No, he Aho is this is the is the tier below the top tier. Um, but there aren't. It's not like every team has right. you know one of those guys. No, I get it. So get it. to me, Aho is in the second tier of star players in this league. Um, yeah, tonight he just, I mean, he was good. He was good early, and then he kind of went away. But I think most of, he was co- sort of indicative of the entire group. Uh, but, but see, now we're now we're in a stretch where he's he's gone five games five. without a goal, yep. and I think he only has one point. Wait, well, two in that he, stretch. He has because he had the assist tonight, and he had one assist earlier in this stretch. But yeah, five games without a okay. goal is is. is is troubling. So this is where I was headed. Uh, what's our level of concern? 13 straight games without a goal for Svechnikov. I don't count the empty netter. 21 games this season. Dougie Hamilton has only the lob, the the illegal arc goal uh, against Columbus. What's, yeah. our, what's our level of concern? On top of that, I think Dougie was a mess tonight defensively. I think yes. I think Andre actually played well uh, tonight for the most part. Didn't take a bad penalty, so good for him. Um, yeah. But what's our level of concern at? And we could throw Aho in with no goals in five games. Uh, what do What do you think about that? And we'll uh, we'll make this the last part of last part of the conversation. Well, I thought Trip was about as harsh on Dougie during the game as I've ever heard him. Um, beyond them. But I would say that my concern level is mitigated by the fact that the Hurricanes are finding ways to win games with other guys doing things. Yeah. Like, no Dougie, but Brett Pesci has been pretty good. Now, he's not he's not throwing in goals like Dougie was last year, I don't think, but he's still been at least a productive offensive player from the blue line. So that has kind of made up for a little bit of that. Same with some of the other guys who who were scoring. I mean, Vincent Trocek's making up for a lot of stuff. Um, so as long as that's the case, then I think that th- they're just buying time for the Ajos and the Svechnikovs to find their scoring touch again. Because I do think those guys have like played some decent hockey. It's just not going in for him a whole lot. And Svech has hit a bunch of posts and yep. stuff like that. So my my feeling is that eventually he's gonna he's gonna catch fire again. He's gonna go on a on a on a run. So I'm not necessarily too concerned, but if we weren't getting all this other stuff from these other players, then we'd be in a real bind. 
<laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I am concerned, seriously concerned about Hamilton. I am not concerned yes, his, about his game. Svechnikov. Well, the, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned about Hamilton just because his game doesn't seem to be uh, materializing in any way. Like, I think Svechnikov is just a matter of it not going in. The chances have been there. Um, it's just that he hasn't scored. Hamilton, I just feel like he just isn't isn't the same player right now. On that note, three two Carolina headed all the way. Oh yeah, all all the way. I, I mean, I knew it. I knew it was just get to overtime, and there's a W in the, in the column. It's like honestly, I wanted them to give the points back. Come on, Florida. <laughs> Could you imagine being Florida right now? Yeah. Like knowing that you deserved two points out of that, and you, I guess at least you got one if you're Florida. But holy cow! Uh, could you picture? Could you picture like a like Jordan Stahl walking into the Florida locker room and just being like, "Here's your points yeah, back. Yeah, we it. we can't we can't accept these. <laughs> well, we know that that was that that was crap. Oh my god! We gosh. can't do it. It's like. It's like when someone gives you a putt that you know you can't take. <laughs> You're like, dude, no. I'd love to take this right now. If we were in a match and you gave this to me, I would take it. But this is like two and a half feet. I mean, people miss these all the time. It's very I can't take missable. this. <laughs> and it's downhill and it's sliding left to right. <laughs> oh, man. All right, go to bed. All right, will do. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Well, we finally ended it, didn't we? All right, it's the Canes Corner Podcast. It's brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Siding, windows, roofing, gutter helmets, entry doors, storm doors, doesn't matter if it's outside your house, even though windows and doors are kind of both, then uh, it's at the Aluminum Company. Online, aluminumcompany.com. Canes win 3-2. Don't know how that happened, but we're glad it did. Uh, Carolina now 16, I'm sorry, 14-6-1 on the season. Talk to you tomorrow night after the Canes are in Nashville. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.